0: His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. his massive arms are wrapped around you protecting you you can run under his covering of majesty and hide his arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm you will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you don't fear a thing Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special warriors to protect you wherever you
1: go. Well, good evening. We're so glad that you're here tonight. We're going to get in the flow, amen. There's a flow from heaven. And he's moving, he's working, he's doing great and mighty things. And we're so glad that you're here for our Wednesday night reflection. If you're watching online, we say hello to you as well. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that you are good And we lift up the name of Jesus. And we welcome your presence here in this place. For you to do great and mighty things, Lord, I thank you for confirming your word. With signs following, we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's
2: stand together tonight. Let's worship.
1: Jesus, we honor you. You are why we're here. We're here to worship you. We're here to be taught by you. We are here to know you. We are here so that you can fill us with all your fullness. And Lord, we thank you that you are here and you speak to us and we listen to your voice. Because I love you, and I care for you, I will lead you. I will lead you out into the rich fullness that I have for you. See, I have set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Focus what's on my table. Oh, there's living water. There's sweet water. Sweetness that I have prepared for you, take and eat, for it is for you, and it will help you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Well, you may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team, and thank you for all of our volunteers that do our sound and our audio and our video. We appreciate all of our volunteers. Amen. And uh, BCF is a good church. Yeah. And we just want to thank uh, everyone who has uh, given things uh, for pastor appreciation. We so appreciate it so very much. And uh, we're grateful. And we're glad that you're here tonight. Amen. Yeah. And I just want to let you know that uh, we will not be having a Wednesday night refreshing service on November 23rd. Uh, we, we like to give you maximum family time uh, for that time. So, no uh, Wednesday night refreshing on the 23rd. And, uh, huh? Yep, next week. And then uh, this Friday, ladies, it's woven. That's women of victory who enjoy new life. And, uh, ladies, uh, you can come out at, on Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, there's food, and it's going to be great. And, Dr. Fiona will be uh, leading you into the word, and you'll be blessed. So take advantage of that and uh, bring someone with you. Amen. So 6 p.m., ladies, Friday right here. And that's uh, our women's ministry called Woven. Praise God. And if you're here, you can always, you always have the opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. And uh, God receives your gifts in heaven. Amen. And, you know, giving just follows the pattern of God. God's the greatest giver there ever was and there ever will be. And uh, when people participate in his plan and he he rewards givers, he celebrates givers. Amen. And uh, there's no uh, pressure or compulsion, but we give out of love and uh, God has blessed us and enabled us. And so we sow and he makes it grow. Amen. And you can give any time during the service if you're here. Uh, We have uh, the container there, and as you came in, we call that the seed planter. And if you're watching online, of course, you can go to our website and do it that way. And uh, amen. Father, we just speak a blessing over the givers and their gifts. We thank you that their gifts will go into your kingdom, and they'll do great and mighty things. And Lord, you will multiply their seed sown, and you will cause all your grace to abound toward them, that they have all sufficiency in all things, that they can abound to every good work, By your power and your grace, protect them, provide for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we got some awesome kids in this place. Glory to God. Kids that are going to learn about Jesus. And uh, we thank you for the teachers and the helpers and the drivers. So go go kids, have a good class. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Where well, we're we're going to unleash a power here tonight that can change circumstances, that can fix things, that can bring God's power on the scene. Amen. And it's a very simple thing, but it's a very powerful thing that we can do as believers in Christ Jesus. And uh, I want you to go to Psalm. Chapter one hundred seven, Psalm one hundred seven, and we're going to look at verse nineteen. And uh, it is the, this is the key to getting our victory. When we do this, we show who we're trusting in, and when you trust in God. No matter what comes up, you can just rest, relax, and be ready for God to work. Everybody say rest, Rest. relax, and watch God work. Amen. God is ready to work. And how do we put God to work? We put God to work with our mouth. Amen. God wants to work for us, but we employ him with our mouth. All right. In Psalm 107... Verse nineteen says, "Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble." How many's ever had trouble? You've been in trouble, never invited, but it just showed up—an unwanted guest. But you can do something in trouble, okay? Notice, then they cry, unto, they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saves them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And that word praise is also the word give thanks. Giving thanks is the key to our victory. It's something, and I'm not talking about just being polite. I'm talking about in knowing God and knowing his capability and honoring him. That's what it means to give thanks. Hallelujah. Then he says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And verse 22, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. You know why it's a sacrifice to give thanks? Because sometimes you don't feel like giving thanks. Sometimes these things come up in life and uh, they try to make themselves so big and so strong that they try to frazzle you. Right? But when we know God... There's something that we can do. We can offer the sacrifice of giving thanks to God. Amen. When you start giving thanks to God, it changes your focus and it causes something else to come on the scene. Amen. We got to thank God for his unfailing love and for his wonderful deeds. And we got to tell of God's works with songs of joy. Amen. You know, God's God's a favor of joy. All right. go to Psalm 116, 116 and verse 17, 116 and verse 17, hallelujah, I will offer to you, notice you got to know who you're offering it to, you're offering it to the Lord. Because God is so good all the time that even when bad things are happening, you look to him, you can celebrate his goodness. Hallelujah. All right. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. You have them on speed dial? Amen. I will pay my vows unto the Lord. Now in the presence of his people, in the courts of the Lord's house and in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise is offering thanksgiving to God. Praise and thanksgiving go hand in hand. When we're giving thanks to God, we are praising God, and when we praise God, it brings him down into your scene, into the circumstances which are facing you, so that he can do something about them. Amen? Amen. And God wants to do something about our circumstances. Hallelujah. See, whether we offer God a costly sacrifice, or whether we offer the sacrifice of praise, he receives them both. He celebrates them both. Amen? Amen. And uh, God loves it when we thank him. Go to Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah 33. And we're going to look at verse 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Giving thanks to God. I like this. Did you know that Thanksgiving has a voice? Notice what Jeremiah thirty three eleven says. The voice of joy. How many have a voice of joy? What does joy sound like? It sounds like all kinds of different sounds. Do you realize every one of us express joy differently? And it's okay. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness. The voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. The voice of them that shall say praise the Lord of hosts. For the Lord is good. Is he good? Is he ever bad? Never, never, ever is he bad. For his mercy endures forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise, talking about thanksgiving, into the house of the Lord. For I will cause to return the captivity of the land as at the first. If you find yourself in the midst of captivity, you start thanking God and praising God, and that will bring him on the scene. He will bust your bonds, and he will break you free. This is a just the act of thanksgiving but giving thanks to God who he is and what he's done. He is holy. He is merciful. He is true. He is righteous. He saved me. He delivered me. He healed me. He helped me. He leads me. For praise him for who he is, praise him for what he's done. That's thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Do you realize we people give God thanks on earth and they're giving him thanks in heaven too. What we do on earth is just training grounds for what's going to happen in heaven. If you're going to have a hard time praising God here, you're going to have a hard time praising him in heaven. Because that's all—that's what they do in heaven. I mean, the praise is so loud in heaven, it shakes the foundation. Hallelujah. You know what? We need some believers that got some crazy praise. That aren't afraid to praise the Lord. Amen? See, here's the thing. You've got to get used to praising God when it's all nice and peaceful so that when tough times come, you've been in the habit of doing it so it just comes out of you. I mean, we could talk about Paul and Silas, who delivered a demonic-possessed woman. She had the spirit of divination. And her employers had the 1-800 psychic line. And she was telling fortunes. And she happened to make statements about Paul and Silas. These men are of God, and they're telling you the way of heaven. What she was saying is true, but her motivation was completely wrong. And after a few days, Paul was grieved in his heart, right? They were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, and uh, the Holy Spirit revealed the discerning of spirits. He, saw, he knew that that was a spirit. He turned and talked directly to that spirit, and he said, come out of her. And that spirit of divination had to leave. And as a result, they were put in prison. And they were put uh, into the darkest part, and they were, put, they were beaten and in chains. Now, when you're beaten, does your body feel good? When you have iron shackles on wounds, you think that's going to feel good? In a dark room where you can't see, and it probably doesn't smell good, right? Right? So the, the conditions for them were very awful, but the conditions changed when they began to praise the Lord. It was, it was when they praised the Lord that something started to happen in their situation and with their chains, the, the, the jail shook, the chains fell off, and all the prison doors in that place opened up because two people decided to praise when the conditions weren't just right. Why? Cuz they were praisers when the conditions were good. We got to be praisers. Hebrews 13:15. It says this, "By him let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually." When you don't feel like it, praise him. Offer the sacrifice of praise. What is the sacrifice of praise? That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So giving thanks and giving praise go hand in hand. Hallelujah. They're partners together, right? You can't do one without the other. Amen. They go together like peas and carrots. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving and praise. Praise and thanksgiving. Amen. But you're thanking God for who he is and what he's done. It takes your eyes off of your situation and it puts your focus on God. And when your focus is on God, he can do great things. Amen. What does it mean to be grateful? It means to be appreciative. It 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 praise that gives thanks to God for what he does for us. Has God done something for you? Is there anybody in here that God has not done something for? I don't see any hands. So guess what? You got no excuse to give thanks. Amen. You can think about that time and that moment when God did that thing for you. That's enough to praise him. Hallelujah. And the moment you start praising him, excitement builds. You know, it's it's like the roller coaster ride. When you're going up the hill, chug, 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 right? You're building the excitement. You're getting ready to the peak because then once you get over the hump, zoom, it goes. And see, Thanksgiving, you start giving thanks to God. You're climbing that mountain. You're going chug, 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 But you get to that point where the Holy Spirit comes in and the overwhelm and you go down, shoo, and you're like, oh, praise God, something breaks through. Glory to God. But you got to start with the chug, 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 chug. Thanksgiving springs forth from a grateful heart. All believers are required to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5:18 it says, "Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Say it's God's will for me to give thanks. You know when you're thanking God, you're not complaining. When you're thanking God, you're not worrying. Oh, come on now. When you're thanking God, you're not taking care on yourself. When you're thanking God, you're not looking to yourself to solve your own problems. Amen? Hallelujah. Every one of us should maintain a grateful heart. How do we maintain a grateful heart? Praise God every day, every chance that you get throughout the day. Amen? Amen? Praise Him when you're washing the dishes, praise Him when you're feeding the dog. Amen? Hallelujah. It'll cause God, it'll stir His presence up. Hallelujah. Jesus is the source of a grateful heart. When you have Jesus, you can be grateful no matter what. Hallelujah. You know, one thing I learned about Joseph. Joseph did not complain. How do I know that? Because the Bible said God was with him. God never is with complainers. He is never with whiners. Matter of, you, you look at the story of Israel in the wilderness when they whined and complained and grumbled. God got angry, but the Bible said God was with Joseph. Okay, his brothers hated him. You got any family members that hate you? Right? He had ten brothers that hated him. Okay, and they wanted to kill him. And you think you've got family problems. And when they had the opportunity to kill him, the oldest one, Reuben, said, don't kill him. And so they threw him in a pit and they sold him as a slave. Any of your family ever sold you as a slave? Okay. So he went, he was in a pit, right? They lied to his father about him being dead. They said a wild animal Got a hold of him. Okay? So he gets shipped off to Egypt. He didn't complain. He gets to Egypt as a piece of property, not a person. He is purchased by Potiphar. And, and he starts to work for Potiphar. He doesn't complain. And he doesn't think of himself as a slave. Come on, somebody. He doesn't, th- he doesn't have a slave mentality cuz you don't do the work that Joseph does and produce the results that he did with having a slave mentality. And his boss, aka his owner, he sees the results of what he does and he says, "Boy, this this there's something about this Joseph. God is with Joseph. So I'm going to put him in charge of my house." Then he gets falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit. He gets sent to prison now. But in prison, God is with him because he doesn't complain because he must be giving thanks some, at some point. The Bible doesn't say it, but he must be giving thanks because God's presence is with him. So he gets put in charge of the prison. He interprets dreams while he's in the prison. He utilizes his gifts while he's in the prison. And he says, remember me. They forgot about him two years later. Oh, yes, I remember a man who interpreted my dream, and it was true. And he gets out of the prison, and he ends up running, handling the entire finances of a country that he was never born in, nor was he a citizen of. Come on, somebody. When you're thankful, God will take you from the lowest point and put you to the highest points. When you're thankful and you praise God, no matter what happens to you, things will change in your favor in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think this would be so forceful. But it is. Thankfulness is a grace of God that operates in your soul. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus... Was a thankful person. And he made. When he gave thanks. Things happened. All right, I want you to go to John chapter 6. Let's look at this story here. In John chapter 6. If you need a miracle in your life. Being thankful is a way to get it. Giving thanks to God. Alright. In John chapter 6 verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him. Say a great multitude. I mean, Jesus was like a rock star. He had groupies, man. Wherever he went, he had people around. They wanted to hear him. They wanted to touch him. They wanted to see him. I mean, okay. Because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. God performs miracles. What's his miracle with disease? He makes it go away. He restores health. Amen. He is the cure for sickness, disease, infirmity, weakness. All right. So these people are following him because they saw the miracles that he did. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. When Je- Verse 5, when Jesus lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? When, if you had a large multitude come to your house, is your first thought going to be, how can I buy these people dinner? Right? Huh? Jesus sees this great company coming to him, and he goes to one of his disciples. He said, what are we going to do to feed these people? Okay? Would, would, would anybody be overwhelmed if a great multitude came to your house and they had that hungry look in their eye? <laughs> right? And, and you, heard a, you heard hundreds of stomachs go, you know? So Jesus wants to feed them. Why? Because he, he wants to take care of you. Okay, verse 6, he said this to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Say he knew what he would do. Jesus operated according to kingdom principles. He didn't operate on the world system. He knew that he had a Jehovah Jireh on his side. He knew that all things were possible to him that believed. He knew that God could do anything. He knew that there's nothing too small or too great for God to do. Amen? So Jesus is not moved. He's not nervous. He's not overwhelmed. He's not even taken care. He's just relaxed. He's rested, and he's going to watch God work. Hallelujah. And Philip... Answered him two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. Everybody say not sufficient. not sufficient. Have you ever had so many bills on your desk and you look at your account and you say not sufficient right you're overwhelmed you have a, you have this great need and you need some you need something to happen but uh it's not sufficient. What you have is not sufficient. What's available is not sufficient. When, when what's available is not sufficient, you got to go somewhere else where it's all sufficient. That means you got to go up. you got to go higher to a different realm. Amen? How many know God is all sufficient? Okay? One of his disciples, verse 8, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? At least the disciples are looking at what they have, not what they don't have. When, if, if you need a miracle in your life, God will use what's already there to bring your miracle to pass. Amen? Amen? And by the way, we all have a miracle right here. You know where our miracle is? It's in our mouth. Say, my miracle miracle. is in my mouth. Hallelujah. We're going to see this. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. If you're going to have a miracle, you might as well prepare for a miracle. Get the people ready. Get them expecting. If you're going to tell the people to sit down, they're going to expect something given to them. Amen? Now, there was much grass in the place where so the men sat down in number about 5,000, not including the women and children. So you're talking about 15,000 probably. You're talking about Giant Center right here. The Giant Center can't seat quite 15,000, but it's close. Okay? So the Giant Center shows up at your house. And they're hungry. And you don't have enough in your cupboards. There's not enough in your freezer and there's not enough in your refrigerator. What are you going to do? You're going to have to use your mouth to make a miracle. Hallelujah. And Jesus took the loaves. And here's the key right here. When he had given thanks... When he took the gift that was given to him, right, it was given to him by a little boy. We know from other accounts of this story that it was a little boy, right? He gave his lunch, right? He had just went to Long John Silver's. His mom packed with some hush puppies and two pieces of fish. And they gave him to Jesus. And the first thing that Jesus did when he had something in his hands, he gave thanks. Say so he gave thanks. He's using his mouth to make a miracle. He had, when he had given thanks, something happened in thanksgiving. Something miraculous happened after he gave thanks. Thanks. He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sit down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would say as much as they would as much as they wanted. There was no restriction on how much you could have because when he gave thanks to God, the power of multiplication went into effect and God began to multiply that little amount to begin to feed everybody. Because he gave thanks. Hallelujah. There was some power released in his thanksgiving. If Jesus gives thanks, how much should we give thanks? Amen? See, when you give, you can't give thanks out of worry. You can't give thanks out of fear. You've got to give thanks out of faith, knowing who you're thanking, knowing why you're thanking. God is a provider. God is good. God can feed people. He fed people in the wilderness. He rang bread from heaven. My God can do it. I'm thanking him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when they were filled, whoo. He said to the disciples, "Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost." There was so much that was multiplied; it fed the entire group, and there was left over. Amen. Everybody say more than enough. Everybody say too much. Our God's a too much God. Our God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Right? So this is why we give him thanks. Our God is an abundant God. He's an abundant supplier. Did God know how many people were there? Did God know what their appetite capacity was? Would he have been able to distribute the exact amount of what each people would need? But see, God's not that way. God doesn't measure things. He just, he just abounds, right? He lavishes, He supplies fully more than what you need. So they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and over and above. Everybody say over and above. Our God's an over and above God. He'll get you over and he'll get you above. If you've been feeling like you're underwater, he can get you over. He can get you above. He can turn you from a scuba diver into a surfer just like that. Instead of being underwater, you'll be over the water. You'll be riding the waves. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Then those men, when they had saw, seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet should come into the world. Hallelujah. Go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Let's see another area where Jesus gave thanks and caused God's power to come on the scene. Can we do what Jesus did? Can we give thanks? Yeah, we can give thanks and that will bring God's power to where we are. Amen? Thanksgiving and praise, God inhabits our praises. So when we're giving thanksgiving, which is also giving praise, he, ha- he inhabits that atmosphere and when god inhabits an atmosphere things happen miraculous things happen deliverances happen ways are made that weren't there before giants get get put to rest forever hallelujah so john chapter 11 and let's go down to verse 41 this is where Jesus stood before Lazarus' tomb. And uh, he told them to take away the stone. And Martha, who's the housekeeper, said, Boy, he's been there for four days. He stinks. You know, it's going to be the housekeeper that that's going to notice the stench. Right? Verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, "Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Whoo! I'll tell you what. If you want to become a confident, pray, a confident prayerer, pr- prayer, prayer, a confident person who prays, let's just say it that way. If you want to become a confident person that prays, start every prayer with thanksgiving to God. You read through Ephesians and Colossians, the prayers that Paul prayed for the churches. He started by thanking God. Jesus is standing before a dead person who's been dead for four days. A friend of his. He was a friend of the family. He often visited this house in Bethany. And and he, he stands before the tomb. They unroll the stone and he says, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Jesus already knew the answer before he prayed. He already knew what God was going to do before he prayed. That's how we need to be. Amen? And I know that you hear me always. How do we know that God hears us when we pray? Because we pray according to his will. Is God's will for people to die or to live? So, God, Jesus was praying in line with God's will, wasn't he? And he was being led by the Holy Spirit. I know that you hear me always. Do you guys pray that way? Are you so confident that when you pray, you know that God hears you because you're always praying according to his will? 1 John 5, 14 and 15 tells us that. Okay. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, say he said it. it. If you want a miracle, you're going to have to move your mouth. The woman with the issue of blood, you know what the Bible records? She said, if I touch his clothes. Jesus had nothing to do with how that miracle was wrought because the woman said, if I touch his clothes, she believed it so much that she went and touched his clothes. But she set the parameters of how that miracle happened for her with her mouth. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had thus spoken, say he spoke. Notice it didn't occur till after he spoke. He cried out with a loud voice. See, he came in faith. He gave God thanks in faith. He prayed in faith. Now, you, now it's time to declare in faith. See, after you prayed, you got to come out of that prayer, prayer, area with power If you don't come out of the prayer area with power you need to go back in. You need a double dip. Cuz the first dip didn't cover you enough. But you got to come out with you got to come out of the prayer closet with some confident power in God. Who should your faith be in? Should be in God. You know what? If you're going through something it doesn't matter how many people are praying for you. That's irrelevant. Your faith should not be in how many people are praying for you. Your faith should be in God, because you don't know what they're praying. Am I right about it? You can't. Jesus did not say have faith in people praying for you, but Jesus did say have faith in God. Irregardless of, of people coming around, you help. You should pray for people, right? But don't, don't let your faith be in the, the amount of people that are praying for you. That's irrelevant. Put your faith in God. Amen? Amen. He's the one that's going to do it. Yes. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice. He, he, he got out of that prayer moment with power. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And that de- the dead will hear the voice of God. That dead man who'd been dead out of his body for four days in heaven, he heard his voice, he got back in his body, his body was repaired by the power of the Holy Spirit with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, his body was totally restored from what killed him, and he hopped out of that tomb. He was all wrapped up, so he had to hop. Right? But it all started with giving thanks to God. This all started... With thanksgiving. He that was dead came forth bound, hand and foot with grave cloths. And his face was bound about with a napkin. He couldn't even see where he was going. But you don't need to see. All you need to do is hear a voice to know if you're on the right track. He heard the voice of the Son of God. He heard the voice of the Word. And he responded to the Word. He came out of that tomb because of what the Word said. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. So apparently, God had him do it so that he could, people could believe in him. Amen? Doesn't God, want, doesn't God want people to believe him? Hallelujah. But it all started with thanks. Giving. Amen? See, when you're grateful, gratitude means you have... Apprehended the benefits that were conferred upon you. You have received the benefits that are conferred upon you. How many know that God's a benefit God? Forget not out all of his benefits, he daily loads us with benefits. Hallelujah. When you're giving thanks, you, you recognize that you are a benefit holder. <laughs> Glory to God. Gratitude is a faithful retention of benefits... In the memory and frequent reflections upon them. And you can assess the benefits that you've been received. Gratitude receives benefits with a willing mind. How many? What is God's answer to his promises to us? All of God's promises are what? Yes, yes and amen. That means yes and so be it. Whatever God promised, his answer to you is yes. You can have it. Yes, you can do it. Amen. And and your response is, amen, let's go. Right? To whatever he said. Amen? You have received the promise. You have received the benefit. How many of you, when you worked, you had personal days? Or you had vacation days and you used them. Right? That was a benefit that your employer gave to you. And when the time came, when you qualified, you were able to utilize those benefits. Did you feel bad about taking those vacation days? No, because they were given to you. They were yours to take. So you took them. You were grateful for that benefit. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whoo. Thank you, Jesus. Gratefulness demonstrates, gratefulness to God, it demonstrates confidence in God and His ability. God's got some ability, but we, we have to be confident in His ability. I like what, uh, The Lord said to Ezekiel, when he took him out into the, the hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel and he took him out to the valley of the dry bones, right? And God said, oh, uh, son of man, can these bones live? And I love his answer. He said, you know. He didn't know, but he he knew the one who knows. All you got to do is know the one who knows. You don't have to know about your situation. You just have to know the one who knows. Amen. Say, I know the one who knows. Can they can they live? You know, okay, then prophesy to them. Okay. Speak to the bones. Everybody say, speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. Glory to God. Gratefulness comes alongside of your faith to strengthen your faith. Thankfulness strengthens your faith. Hallelujah. So Jesus overcame death by giving thanks to God. Hallelujah. All right. um, Let's go to uh, Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4. Earth is not the only place that they're giving thanks. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 9. Hallelujah. You about ready to lose some power in this place? In a few minutes, we're going to give thanks to God. And by you giving thanks, that's going to cause God to come on your situation and do what you need to be done. Amen? Revelation 4.9. And when those beasts or living creatures give glory and honor and thanks. Everybody say Thanks. To him that sat on the throne who lives forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You, O Lord, are, are... You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they were created. Hallelujah. What are they doing? They are giving thanks to God. They are magnifying who he is and what he's done. That's going on in heaven. Hallelujah. Do you think in heaven... They ever say, oh, i got to give thanks to God again. No, it's a joy. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It just flows out of them like a river flows down a mountain. we got to get to the point where thanksgiving just flows out of us. Turn your sprinkler system on. Turn your thanksgiving valve to maximum flow. we got to get in the flow. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving gets you in the flow. Giving thanks to God. It will stir you up. Hallelujah. Go to chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 11. 7-11. God's got a 7-11 in heaven. What are they doing at the 7-11? Watch this. Je- Revelation seven eleven, And all of the angels stood round about the throne. And about the elders... And the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God for for a day, for a week, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Go to chapter 11. Not the world, chapter eleven. that gets you in trouble. Revelation eleven: sixteen, chapter eleven, verse sixteen. And the four and twenty elders, the twenty-four elders, which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, "We give thee thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, which are and was." And is to come, because you have taken to your great power and you have reigned. And the nations were angry, and your wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. All right? So thanksgiving is going on in heaven. Glory to God. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. We're almost done. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Look at verse 14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now. What's another word that goes with now? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is. Now, Thanksgiving is. Amen? When's a good time to give thanks? Every time. All times. What if I don't feel like it? Hush, just give thanks. You'll feel better. Take two Thanksgiving and call me in the morning. You'll feel a whole lot better. Now, thanks be unto God. Always direct your thanks to God. I'm not talking about, you you should be thankful when people do something for you. I'm not talking about the polite thing. I'm talking about releasing the power of God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I need the power of God in my life. Only the power of God can change situations that I can't. Amen? Amen. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Thanksgiving is the key to victory. You want victory? Be thankful and makes manifest the Savior or the fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place. When you start giving thanks to God, the atmosphere starts to improve. The atmosphere starts to change. And, oh, there's an aroma that takes place. God's glory begins to fill the place. Hallelujah. God responds to us giving thanks to him. He puts us, he comes right on the scene. For we are unto God a sweet savor. or Say, I smell good to God. Hallelujah. Why do you smell good? Because you give thanks to him. You praise him. Hallelujah. For we are a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To one we are the savor of death unto death and to the other the savor of life unto life and who is sufficient for these things for we are not as many which corrupt the word of god but since out of but as of sincerity but as of god in the sight of god speak we in christ hallelujah see there's a miracle in my mouth and it manifests in thanksgiving a grateful having a grateful heart is always the key to gaining the victory Hallelujah. Did you know that when Daniel got the revelation, how, how would you like to be Daniel? He, he's he's uh, a wise man. And the king goes to all the wise men and he says, I want you to interpret my dream. And they say, okay, you tell us the dream and we'll interpret. He says, what? He, he gets mad. And so he's going to kill all the wise men because they can't interpret the dream that he didn't say what the dream was. Okay, so Daniel was part of that group. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were going to face death. So what does Daniel do? He goes to God and he prays because he knows that God is the revealer of secrets. There's not a secret that God doesn't know the answer to. And so he goes to God and God shows him the dream. And what does Daniel do in Daniel 2.23? He thanks God for giving him the solution to the secret. He makes no... And Daniel saves all the wise men from being killed, plus Daniel gets promoted. Amen? So thanksgiving is the key to your promotion. If you start complaining about your work, that's going to be the downfall of you. But if you want to excel, be thankful. Amen? You're thankful to God. Hallelujah. All right. Last one we'll look at is 2nd Chronicles 5. 2nd Chronicles 5. Back in the Old Testament, they knew how to give thanks in the Old Testament too. 2nd Chronicles chapter 5. Hallelujah. we're going to look at verse 12 2nd Chronicles 5:12 what would you do if the glory hit this place so 2nd Chronicles chapter 5 verse 12 also the levites which were the singers, all of them, Asaph, he wrote some of the psalms, of Heman, Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren. You know what? Your kids, if you have kids, they ought to see you praise God. Being arrayed in white linen. Guess what? Don't we have robes of righteousness? So we're arrayed in white linen. Having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120 priests, sounding with trumpets. I like that because that reminds me of the day of Pentecost. 120 in the upper room and 120 priests. It came to pass, say it came to pass. As the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and what? Come on, I didn't hear you. And what? Thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, his mercy endures forever, they're praising qualities about God. That the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord. So the priest could not stand to minister. Why do people get knocked down? Because there's a power greater than them. By reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. What were they doing to bring the glory down to this place? They were playing instruments, they were playing music, they were singing songs and giving thanks and praise to God. And when they were giving thanks and praise to God as one, God came down to that place in such a dramatic way where the priest couldn't even stand to minister because the cloud filled the place so much. God's glory was so thick, so heavy, so incredible in the place. Why? Because they gave thanks. Thanksgiving was the key. To bring in God's presence on the scene. So what does that mean for us? It's time to give God thanks. If you find yourself in a situation that you need change in your life, in your body, in your finances, it can be changed. Amen. But you got to thank God. You got to thank him for who he is and what he's done. If God did something once, can he do it again? Oh, yeah. God will do it again. You may not know how you may not know, when, but God will do it again. Amen. But when you start thanking God, it does something to God's heart. It it, it moves him into action. It it causes him to come where you are and it causes his presence to manifest. And when his presence manifests, good things happen. Amen. So you need to come to your feet right now and you need to be giving thanks to God in the name of Jesus. Begin to thank him for who he is and what he's done.